Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Trading Conversations and I'm your host Philip Thiel. You are here my friend because you believe that profitable trading is one of the most efficient ways to attain financial freedom and can be achieved as long as you are willing to put in the hard work to develop your trading competency. Our goal with this show is to introduce you to the traders who have dug through the trenches and emerged at the other end. From the sharing of their trading stories, strategies, workflow and best practices, I hope to help you shorten your learning curve as you embark on your journey towards trading mastery. The upcoming interview you will be listening to is part of the online trading summit that we organized and hosted previously. Possibly Asia's first virtual trading conference, I invited more than 32 global trading experts to share their trading knowledge with more than 25,000 traders from around the world. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Online Trading Summit. Do you know that trading psychology can be a game changer for a trader? If you have been struggling in your trading business due to your own mindset and behavioral issues, you need to pay attention to this upcoming presentation. Hi, I'm Philip Teo, your host for Online Trading Summit 2019, and I'm thrilled to introduce to you Abhishek Ka, our presenter for this session. Abhishek is a full-time derivatives trader and one of the most widely followed stock market enthusiasts in India, with more than 100,000 followers across his various social media platforms. Besides trading for a living, Abhishek has also trained more than 20,000 traders so far with his online and offline initiatives. He runs a free YouTube channel by the name of Abhishek Cast Academy that has more than 65,000 subscribers. And on top of that, he is also one of the most followed stock market topic experts on Quora with more than 4 million readership globally. With this short intro, it's my pleasure to welcome our summit speaker for this session, Abhishek Ka. Hey Abhishek, welcome to Online Trading Summit. Thank you so much, Philip, for welcoming me over here. It's great to have you on board the summit to share with them, uh, share with the summit participants on the topic of uh, trading psychology, which I firmly believe is one of the most crucial elements that decides a trader's ultimate fate. But first thing first, I believe that many summit participants, especially those who are based outside of India, might not really know who you are. So uh, for a start, can you actually share with us a little bit more about your trading journey, how it all started and how did it evolve, evolve along the way to what you are doing currently right now? Sure, Philip. First of all, thank you for this great opportunity uh, that I get to interact with so many people and I'll be able to add value to a lot of people. Uh, that has been my mission for the past couple of years. In fact, I would say for the last six years to be very precise. I've been uh, talking about my career. So uh, I don't come from a family who has any idea about stock markets. So I come from a family who is in fact completely against stock markets because my parents are government employees and you know how it goes on. At least in India, it's very considered very conservative and they don't allow you to get into venture into something very speculative. So when I started, so uh, I would cut it short to the main point. Uh, it was basically during my graduation, I'm a commerce graduate. And in commerce graduation, we had this particular subject related to capital markets. So that is something which got me glued towards this topic, specifically when one of our faculty members talked about one person, the legendary Warren Buffett. And that is exactly when I went home, looked after this person, I realized, oh my God, there's someone who's making hell out of money out of these markets. So of course, my first introduction to these markets were with respect to an investor 
eventually i opened up my account in uh, broker uh, with a beginner's luck i was making some good money without even knowing any technical analysis and it was uh, very soon i realized that within just two three trades after a week or so i blew my account and that is when i realized that something is definitely wrong i cannot uh, continue doing gambling and then the process actually started where i started uh, working on my improvement i started reading books i started visiting central library in order to get hold of certain books related to technical analysis i tried my first hand with fundamental analysis the first book was security analysis to be very honest i couldn't make out anything out of that book at the first instance and that's why i was uh, later thought okay let me think a little bit about trading before venturing into investing so i started uh, uh, reading a few books doing a lot of hit and trial uh, long story short it took me four and a half years to realize yes four and a half years to realize what actually trading is and you know today's topic in, in we are going to talk about this thing in detail but one realization which i could make out which i could conclude was that most of the trading is actually not technical analysis 70% of it has to deal with psychology risk management and position sizing and that is exactly when the game changed instead of struggling to get uh, positive month on month i started focusing upon myself my psychology eventually i started working out i realized that yes my forte is in options it was futures trading in derivatives particularly i made it my forte and uh, here i am so the past uh, a uh, decade i would rather say i've still been a learner i've been learning i've been now at this position that in india i was being awarded in uh, uh, mahatma mandir that's a place in india where make in india which was launched by a prime minister mr narendra modi i was awarded as the young leader over there i've been a proud recipient of 98 plus awards both national as well as others which has related to finance also and other than that now i manage a few funds as well as consult a lot of people and trade my own account so that was in short my story how i ventured into this world of trading i see so what was that aha moment for you that you realized that trading is actually much more than just strategy or uh, and technical analysis okay so i'll tell you a brief story what exactly happened so i had entered a one particular script a stock in pharma which was from pharma sector and what happened is early in the morning as soon as the markets opened i entered that stock i was into good positive and for me it was a feeling of elation that wow i'm making some good money that's how exactly what happens with a lot of people now what happens is after an hour of trading i feel of not closing that thing because based on my strategy everything is going perfect everything is going smooth everything is going fine now what happens is out of excitement out of euphoria i keep on adding more positions because now the greed creeps and just like happens with a lot of traders i felt like okay this could be my day i can turn my account into double or maybe triple throughout the day and just for an hour just for an hour i just left the screen and I, i was hanging around with my friends and that's exactly when i got a call from my broker my broker says that 70% of your account is down you either need to fill up your account if you want to sustain your trades or we are going to close now just imagine the sort of shock of my life here i am imagining an hour before that i am going to make the biggest killing of my life and just because of wrong position sizing not managing with the stop loss not considering what exactly can happen over there and this is where fear creeped in earlier my position size was small so i could have managed it easily but this time i was all out i have taken full leverage completely 
at the end yes i lost a big sum on that day and that is where the turning point came that no man you have to work on the psychology it's not about strategy anything can happen into markets and instead of predicting the markets we should start working on our skill sets and then slowly progress so that's when this thing happened I see. So NAP is actually your trading psychology affects your risk management and cause everything to go down in a way. I'm sure you are all ready to teach the summit participants the steps that they can take to reinforce their trading psychology. So now to the summit participants watching this video, I'm sure you are now very eager to learn from Abhishek about trading psychology and what are the steps you can take to overcome it or to enhance that. But before we head into that, I'd like to take a moment to thank and introduce you to our summit sponsor. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Going to the top floor. Your espresso will be served shortly. How? Join the club. How? You just open the door to a premium trading experience. The eToro Club offers you personalized service, exclusive access, and an array of distinctive features. How does it feel now? Better. Discover more. So guys, uh, uh, you are a part of this uh, 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 online summit and it becomes my responsibility to teach you really well about trading psychology and uh, without wasting any more time, let's come on to the topic. So today we're going to discuss about the essential steps which are required in improving your mental edge. And by the end of the session, you will be able to realize what are those peculiar problems which a trader faces and how you can actually improve onto it. So let's see step-by-step step, how you can build up a good psychology now a lot of people ignore psychology just because they consider psychology as very boring don't worry because i used to be one of those people who completely neglected psychology to a great amount of time in fact when i started as saying that yes for four and a half years i was not making much of profits end on end year on year i was into net losses that was because i was overly emphasizing on technical analysis and completely avoiding psychology. So I did understand, I stumbled upon a few great legends uh, uh, who have been into this market and specifically in India. And I got to interact with those people and I realized technical analysis is just 30%. Needless to say, it's very, very important because you know, until unless you don't know technical analysis, you cannot trade the markets. You want to know how to use charts. You need to know how to use moving averages and everything. But at the same time, if you don't have your psychology at place, you probably cannot prosper in this world of stock markets. So I used to fear that psychology is boring, but later on I realized psychology is boring, but the most important and vital ingredient when it comes to markets. And as I said, 70% of the trading is actually psychology. Now you must be wondering what exactly comprises of the 70% by psychology. What exactly uh, do I infer? What do I mean? Don't worry. I'm going to answer all those questions. First, let's understand one important statement to become a consistent trader. One needs to understand his or own psychology. Sometimes you're just one error away from making it big. 
you know what exactly happened after this four and a half years and incurring this losses i did realize something very specific about my characteristics and this came after i took a break i read a few books on psychology read a lot of articles and blogs on psychology and then i was sitting around i was wondering what exactly went wrong with my psychology as mentioned in the pharma trade also there were a couple of other trades also so i started making a journal of my trades and one interesting thing i realized that i don't know this might be with me it may not happen with you that after 11:30 am probably i was not at the best of my mood while trading now you just imagine this is one simple little thing but it used to have a lot of impact because what i realized after deep research into my pnl accounts and everything trade books and order books was most of my losses in fact 90% of the losses which i incurred were after 11:30 they were between 11:30 to 1:30 pm so one thing was quite clear that something wrong happens with me then i started studying more deep into this thing and i realized that most of the liquidity specifically when i talk about indian markets and when i talk about uh, a lot of equity instruments the liquidity actually dries up and most of the strategies where i used to work used to require a lot of volume breakouts as well as a lot of liquidity another thing which i realized that somewhere around 11:30 to 1:30 pm the speed of the market used to gradually slow down and my psychology was not supporting that as a consequence what i decided that okay i'll be taking the trade in the first few moments till 11 o'clock i'll wind up all my trades that was one either i'll be using a trailing stop loss to make sure that yes i am not losing up a whole uh, bunch of my profits which i made in the morning or if i have not got any opportunity till 11:30 i'll wait till 1:30 pm and try to execute my trades in the last one hour so basically i could identify that first one hour and last one hour is one of those places where i make the huge gains and in the midway i used to make losses now it would be interesting to understand that all those people who have been training for the past few years i've realized that they don't realize this point that yes everyone needs to work their own psychology just because i am good at the first hour and the last hour doesn't mean you can also be good with that maybe you are perfect between 11:30 to 1:30 pm so you got to do a deep introspection you got to journalize the things about which i'm going to talk about in the further part here are the few most important points which one needs to understand if they want to become consistently profitable the first thing is identify your edge my dear friends let me tell you one thing a lot of people don't understand what this edge is okay so edge as you can see on the screen they have to spend a lot of time because this is the place where there is higher probability of one thing happening over another and you must be knowing this thing you should know this thing that most of the traders spend humongous amount of time in understanding their edges so when i say it took me a few years to get into the market it was not just psychology but also to understand what is my edge now this could be a cognitive edge this could be a behavioral edge this could be an intuitive edge mechanical edge every person has got a different edge for example i meet a lot of traders through various carnivals and conferences so i found that a few traders are exceptionally well when it comes to executing commodity trades and that too within microseconds so they have just got into algo systems algorithm systems and they are executing it very quickly on the other hand there are few people who do something which is known as techno fundamental analysis they go on the macro side they look into the longer picture and then they are able to execute it well 
So the first important thing is you not to replicate someone. Everyone's personality is completely different. You got to understand what personality suits you and accordingly you have to find your edge. And this takes a lot of time. So you got to write down a lot of things. You got to write down your SWOT analysis. That is strength, weakness, opportunity, threat. And you got to do a complete research. The next thing is, this is the most important part. Avoiding the state of euphoria. Now I'll tell you one simple example for my life. This exactly happened somewhere around 2015. I was having a winning streak. And you know what exactly happens with winning streak? At one point of time, you feel you have become invincible. So I was quite surprised when I was looking into my statistics for close to 61 or 62 days, to be very precise, I was completely profitable without any substantial drawdown. So week on week, I was completely positive. And that is when I didn't even realize I had reached a state of euphoria. Now this happens with best of the best traders, my dear friends, you need to understand even the top hedge fund managers sometimes get into this kind of uh, feeling. In fact, if you look into the history of stock markets, you would find that there are few hedge funds who had to pay heavily just because they reached a stage of euphoria and they were going heavy. What happens in this stage of euphoria when you feel invincible, you completely mess up with your psychology and position sizing. And that's exactly what happened with me. I was going with insane amount of positions. No doubt who doesn't love profits. I was enjoying the amount of profits I was reaping in until just two days. I realized that in two days I was wiping off losses, uh, gains, which I made in a single month. Thank God I didn't wipe off the whole profit, but I could realize I could take a break. And to do this thing, I would give you a hack, a simple hack. Whenever you reach a stage of euphoria, you must have noticed a lot of traders take a break out of trading. They either go traveling, they either do something related to their hobby. And I would suggest you to do the same thing. Why? Because so that you can come out of that zone of euphoria and you get time to realize where exactly you're going wrong. And that's exactly what I did over there. So I took a five day break. I knew markets are not going anywhere. I winded up my positions. I didn't want to look into the markets. I went to a good hill station enjoyed my time, had good recreational activity. And after within just like three, four days, I realized, okay, so I'm breaking my own rules. I have become into a euphoric stage. I want to become humble. I want to become normal because markets are supreme. And that's exactly, again, I started scaling up. So you've got to understand, you got to avoid the state of euphoria. Another thing you have to learn in terms of probabilities. See guys, the biggest mistake which a trader thinks is they always think that if they're entering a position after deep research, they will get guaranteed a profit. That is completely wrong. You never need to see guarantee. You need to see probability. You got to understand the game of market is always related to probability. The best of the best traders are those who accept that they're going to make losses in the process of trading. What happens with specifically naive people or beginners, they always have this thing, okay, we have done 24 hour research, we have found our uh, strengths, we have found everything, let's go in. And the moment they enter, and let's take an example, see markets are like amoeba, they keep on changing their shapes every now and then. So just imagine the next day when you enter and suddenly the market doesn't turn into your favor, you come into a shock stage. Why? Because you are not prepared. You can completely thought that, I've become invincible. I cannot be wrong. I'll get guaranteed profit. And then you get into a, a step where you get paralyzed, paralyzed in the sense you're not able to take any other step. So my dear friends, you always need to accept one thing that yes, there are fair amount of losing out over there. And accordingly, you have to size your position and make your entries. Next thing is neutralizing. You have to neutralize the self sabotaging belief. Now let me make you understand some things. 
we always ignore this part being a trader because we are hardcore a lot of people think trading is only about quants a lot of people think it's only about charts but that's not correct a lot of it has to do with beliefs i'll give a very simple example specifically from the country where i belong to or the culture from where i come which is very conservative people here say that anything made out of speculation won't last for long another thing which they say that anyone who is able to make profits quite early in their life is probably doing something wrong or unethical you don't realize but because these beliefs have been feeded in your mind right from your childhood they play a dominant role what exactly happens once you start reaping in gains suddenly you come to a state where you realize oh my god am i doing something unethical am i doing something wrong what the sort of beliefs which have been feeded into our mind because when you see someone who's working hard day and night 13 hours a day slogging day and night and just able to make a few grants and when you see into your account oh my god i just sat for 5 hours and i made so much money almost 5x of that person you start questioning yourself at one point of time this specifically happens in the night while you're going to sleep am i doing the correct thing and you don't realize this thing such kind of self doubt or self sabotaging belief you start cursing yourself starts hampering your performance for this i'll give you a simple hack although it's not directly related to trading but you should read a lot of positive stuffs positive books and i would uh, although i don't endorse but there are people like tony robbins there are people like robin sharma i would recommend you people to read their books you can have their podcast because being a trader it is very important to be psychologically sound and robust otherwise these beliefs are bound to come considering the kind of society where we stay in and finally you have to reach a carefree mind state see what happens is the biggest problem in trading or for that matter even investing is the uh, the element called fear whenever fear comes into your mind you're bound to make mistakes because fear is something which paralyzes your effectiveness your effective functioning of your mind so how you can actually avoid this thing we are actually going to have certain steps in the next uh, presentation next slide so now here are five fundamental truths which you need to accept if you really want to trade successfully and make consistent gains into the market first anything can happen you got to understand that markets are unpredictable it's not necessary just because for five consecutive days the markets are going up everyone is into euphoric state it will always go up there's a high possibility today suddenly it can fall down i'll give you a very live example today even before joining this session i was trading my account and uh, i'll gladly express that i have made good amount of bucks today i shared it with my twitter fans also they saw show, uh, they saw the account also and they praised it a lot so let me tell you what exactly happened since the last 4 5 days because a lot of policies have been incorporated in our country everything was euphoric everyone was going crazy everything was going gaga over this thing if you look into technical analysis everything suggested everything was bullish but then if you broke your position sizing and everything you could have been into trouble to be very honest i started my day with a little bit of bullishness but then i realized after looking into the screen and everything that something is wrong over here everyone is so euphoric so euphoric maybe things might turn from this area so to be very safe because there was a policy announcement today i stick to my rules so i'm going to talk about that i stick to my rules i was trading by 1/5 of my actual position so whatever positions i mostly trade i was trading with 1/5 of the position the moment policy was out it was quite evident it is not in favor of the markets it is something completely counterproductive and that moment itself i told my trainees as well as on my account as well as those who i recommend we went short 
And this time, I slowly added position with something called as pyramiding. I was not averaging. There's something called pyramiding. Pyramiding is actually reverse of averaging. That is basically when the trend moves into your direction, you slowly start adding your position. So that's exactly what I did. And that is how I reap a good amount of benefits. Just imagine if I were to stick to my calculations, which I did yesterday, and I would have thought, oh my God, everything is positive. I shouldn't be shorting anything. I could have been into deep trouble. So I hope you got this thing that anything can happen. Anything can happen. Every moment is unique. You need to understand although charts and everything gives you a glimpse about historical evidences, what exactly happened into the market. But you got to accept this fact that every new moment is unique. So accordingly, you got to take your steps. So please don't have this preconceived notion just because three years back, similar kind of situation happened. Today also the same thing would happen. It's just a game of probability. It's not guaranteed. So something else might happen. That is exactly where your edge comes into picture. Without edge, no trader can survive. So I have seen traders. So I'll give you global examples just to make it very clear. So uh, uh, when you talk about Mr. Dan Zanger, who is a great uh, uh, trader, he has a record of 18,000% return in just like over two years. If you look into him, he says, I only follow price action. That is exactly where he has made his edge. And he says, I don't look into indicators, but that doesn't mean that no one is actually looking into indicators. When I talk about James Siemens, uh, James assignment, I might pronounce it a little wrong. So he is heading a desk, a quant desk and a hedge fund. He was a mathematician first. And his thing is my edge is getting into numbers and quants. So he has made his edge over there. Talking about myself in my country, most of the people these days for the last four or five years have been very fascinated about option trading. But for me, futures works well. That is exactly where I found my edge, where I can understand how things are actually happening. So I have stick to my thing. For me, what matters is whether I'm making money or not on a consistent basis. And that is exactly where I'm making money. So I don't mind. Then similarly, if you look into, uh, there are great amount of people, I'm actually skipping the name. Uh, so uh, you have Paul Tudor Jones, who has mastered into commodities and there are n number of examples. So first try to identify your edge. You have plethora of examples. You can find your edge, your strategy, your own asset class, just by doing a lot of research. And last two points, there is a random distribution between wins and losses. So you start accepting that yes, in this process of trading, you're going to incur losses, also also going to incur profits so you got to start accepting there would be a random distribution at the end you got to let your profits run and cut short your losses and finally you don't need to know what is going to happen next that's the biggest problem with a lot of traders they always are busy predicting what will happen next what will happen next let me tell you one simple thing ray dalio the biggest hedge fund manager which this uh, this world has ever seen bridgewater house so long back, almost two, three decades back, he had done a wrong prediction that the markets would fall. And let me tell you, such great eminent personality lost all his wealth due to that wrong prediction. Why? Because he had held on to the ego by predicting. And that is the time when the US markets and the global markets had witnessed the biggest rally of all the time. So you got to understand the good traders are not busy predicting things. The good traders are busy working on their edge and working on their psychology. And that's exactly what I got to do. The primary reason why new traders take their profit too soon and cut their losses too late was because they don't really have a trading system and they have fear. So this is exactly what I have been sort of coming around with. 
see when you have a psychology at place the next thing is to make up your own system based on the psychological principles let me give you a very simple example so let's say if you are someone who's very impatient with microsecond of uh, with small pips or let's say small fraction of moves you get really scared ideally you shouldn't be a day trader plain and simple you should be doing something related to swing trade or positional trading or maybe an investor for for that matter if you know how to do fundamental analysis for me i'm someone who's very quick so uh, let me tell you a very simple thing when i do a scalp of course i have got my own program systems and everything at place there are times when i have completed my trade in less than 5 seconds so you can just imagine a lot of people don't have that potential to think so quickly and process that event and quickly enter an exit but just imagine if you just try to replicate me and you're a slow person you enter that trade and suddenly it moves against you you completely get into a shock mode you're not able to exit it and the fear creeps in and that does all the damage so first of all based on your psychology your personality you got to form your own trading system when i talk about fear there are primarily four types of fear because i have been again and again emphasizing on this word fear 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 so let us talk about what are those four core areas of fear the first is fear of being wrong a lot of people even before they enter they have this sort of feeling that what if the trade is not in my favor they start taking it on their ego and suddenly if the things don't work out in their favor they start making losses but you need to understand this is a big problem the biggest of the biggest traders know that at various points of time they will go wrong they might go terribly wrong but they don't let this thing ride over their psychology so how that can be done one simple hint which i would say is to keep your mind calm and for that there is one simple hack i would give try to meditate at least 10 minutes a day i'm not saying that you got to meditate during the trading hours itself or after the evening just find 10 minutes of calm compose i'm not saying 30 minutes or become a yogi kind of person or a saint or a sage just do 10 minutes that helps to keep your mind away from clutter once it becomes a habit it happens there so you got to understand this thing that all these fears can be overcome to a great extent by meditation and mild music so for me something which suits is while trading i often listen to music now this might not suit to a lot of people but for me it gives me that kick as well as it keeps me focused for some people it might be a distracting factor so please don't try to repeat it try to find out by introspecting yourself what works out best another thing is fear of losing a lot of people when they enter into a trade they always want to make profits and let me tell you these are those people who blow up their accounts several times because that's exactly how i blew my account initially because i was like i have done my research i've done every damn thing in this world which is required to make this a successful bet and suddenly when something was wrong deep within me i know that things have changed technical analysis also says that yes things have turned it's time to book your losses and just go into some other zone but then you just sit in front of the screen keep viewing and then keep realizing oh my god suddenly things will go up now it will go up now it will go up until something happens from your broker's end or something or the market uh, just closes on that day and you realize oh my god i made a loss i could have stopped making that sort of losses fear of missing out this is the biggest thing fomo which we often say what happens is when you see your relatives when you see the market participants when you see everyone riding a trend and then you see oh my god it's going up maybe it will come down then i'll enter maybe it will come down and enter then you suddenly it start getting desperate although the rules which you have formulated for yourself don't allow you to enter but then suddenly you realize oh my god so many people are minting tons of money if i don't enter i probably am going to miss the bus and you suddenly go with a 
big size position out there just to reap up and compensate for whatever move you left. And suddenly you realize, oh my God, the markets have just turned right away. And then you start cursing yourself, the markets, that yes, markets don't favor me. God is not kind with me. I've been making all sort of losses. But do you really think that was markets mistake or God's mistake? Of course not. That is where you messed up with your psychology. Let me tell you one thing in, that was close to around 2017 or something. They were close to like two months. Approximately two months, I didn't trade. Why? Because my setup was not permitting me to trade. The, the sort of market was completely into a different territory. I was not able to figure out. Yes, I did trade, but almost like one seventh of my quantities, one tenth of my quantities, just to have a pace into the market, but I was strictly trying to avoid. And the interesting part is, even though I was going like one tenth of this quantity, I didn't make substantial gains, which was evident enough to tell me that yes, you did the right thing. If I would have gone with a huge positions, I probably would have ended making losses in those two months. So you need to start understanding your personality and fear of leaving money on the table. Often it happens, you enter something at 100, you book at 105 and suddenly you realize it's at 120. And that's exactly you feel, oh my God, I, I just left something on the table. You need to understand that you got to stick with your system and your psychology. If your psychological uh, thing now comes into something called anxiety or if you're reaching your euphoric level, it's better to close down that position or at least wind up 70% of the position. You can still encash with that 30% position just to stay into the game. You need to understand that successful traders or for that matter, I, after a certain point of time, we don't deal with money into this trading. What I mean to say, we play it more like a game. We play it more like a video game, I would rather say. Now, does that mean we don't like making money into the market? Of course not. But the moment we start pressurizing our minds, which I believe all the experts would agree with this thing, the moment we start feeling, okay, today I have to make so much. Yesterday I lost this much. I have to compensate today. You're bound to face debacle. So it's better you start focusing on what exactly is there in your strategy, what is qualifying for your setup and how well your psychology works. Your beliefs lead to system with an edge. So since we have been talking about edge, how you can actually come up with this thing, your beliefs are actually leading to this thing. You should have a positive expectations. Of course, I'm saying you have to have a positive expectation. Please try to understand. I'm not talking about guarantee. I'm talking about expectation that yes, likely there has to be a profitability over there and that's of course, that's the reason why you're entering into the markets. Otherwise, you wouldn't be. The second thing, system must use a small number of rules. So I'll give you very simple. I'll tell you two, three of my own rules. Just like I said, I wind up my positions by 11 a.m. The next positions, if I have to take, I take after 1.30 p.m. for the last one, one and a half hours. Another rule which I have made is if at all I get two consecutive losing positions in a particular day, I close down my trading for the day. What I do, I listen to music, I hang out with my friends, I try to keep myself distracted. I don't look into the markets, otherwise I might get tempted by understanding, oh my God, I had two losses, it's time to recover, I can see an opportunity. You need to understand market will give you ample amount of opportunities. There's no need to rush into it, okay? Next thing, the system must have robust parameter values usable over various different periods of uh, for different time periods and markets. You need to understand this is something interesting which I've realized at least for Indian markets even when I've studied Dow, Dow Jones and everything. Almost every four years, approximately four years, the participant structure change, the volatility changes, a lot of parameters change. So until unless you're not into that process of being adaptive, if you're not ready to evolve with time, let's say if you're dealing with something like a 20 day moving average, 
and if you feel that this is going to work out throughout the ages throughout your retirement till the time you reach the deathbed that would be the biggest mistake you got to understand a lot of traders find it very difficult so i have seen a traders a successful traders who have minted huge amount of money for like two and a half three years but then in the fourth or fifth year they probably lost almost everything which they made why because they didn't adapt with the volatility volatility can be measured and gauged with the help of vix vix i don't want to get into much of it but uh, that is where one can look into the volatility a lot of people don't adapt for example in our indian markets indian con context 6 years back it was only only foreign institutional investors who were driving the markets but interestingly for the last 4 years domestic investors have been investing huge amount of money and they have their own different style once you start understanding how these things process you will be able to adapt so it's very important you either adapt or you perish next the system must permit trading multiple contracts if possible see if your system is only permitting you to contract uh, to trade only like three contracts or five contracts you probably can't scale if you want to scale it's very very important that you need to have a robust system where you back test it and try to find out okay today i can trade it with three lots but tomorrow if i want to trade with 30 lots i can do it provided my capital allows my psychology allows then i can do that so you need to find something which is scalable next the system must use risk control money management portfolio design over this whole presentation these are three four areas which i have been emphasizing and these are really really important to all intents and purposes covering these four areas is not even possible in 2 hours or even 8 hours it it could take almost months for you to understand but yes on a brief side you should know what are your expectation how much risk you can afford to take how much money you have into this market and based on that money also you got to decide what sort of instrument you need to pick so for example very small amount of money but your broker is giving let's say 100x leverage doesn't mean you should go heavy into the contracts you should identify what works out best and then the system must be fully mechanical this is something which i realized over the period of time that most of the big traders ultimately have to resort to mechanical trading that means you have to automate your trading it should be something uh, because see once you have to scale up a lot of psychological mess up might take place when you see so much of quantities over the screen so to some extent you need to automate it some people might use algo some people they do hire people to execute trades on their behalf so these are all because i asked one of the traders uh, that why have you hired seven people to trade your own account and he says see i have made up systems they work on the systems the moment i sit in front of the screen i'll either book up the profits quite early or i wouldn't let the profits run but since the time i have hired these seven people to trade on my behalf his own account these people are not psychologically bounded because that's their not their own money they know the levels they're psychologically free and he says something which i earlier used to book with like 5% or 6% now because of these people i am able to book 30% now that's incredible it's it's completely fine so you got to finally make it mechanical best traders as i mentioned over here they're good with three things that is adapting creativity and self manage management you should be able to adapt based on whatsoever sort of market condition is now adapting doesn't only mean with markets adapting also means with technology this is one area which we psychologically always uh, kind of ignore but that's important 
when I look into my country, because I've been trading for the last 10 years approximately, a lot of things have changed with the broker, the technical setups, the technical formalities. Now, just imagine if I know how to trade, but I don't know how to handle the systems well and effective, I might incur losses because of some technical errors. So I need to adapt with the technology also. I also need to adapt with the sort of participants, as I mentioned previously. First, only foreign institutional investors were driving. Now domestic investors are driving. So I also need to keep an eye what happens to all those stocks where domestic investors have more stakeholding over there. So I need to make sure how these things are actually managing. We've got to be creative. See, creative in the sense, it's, it's not just about that, yes, earlier you were using 20-day moving average, suddenly you start using 15-day moving average. It's not just about that. Of course, that's a part. But you need to start generating your own ideas based on introspection and understanding your personality. Like, for example, what I realized is uh, for my common trading platform, once I shifted, I changed my shortcuts on the keyboard, it became easier for me to execute the trades. Most of the people, they use the same shortcuts, but I found it a little lengthy. I was not so apt with it. So I changed the shortcuts by going to the settings and talking to my broker. And that has got dramatic effects on my trading. So you got to understand small changes can make the big differences. So you got to be a little creative in there. Another example is, let's take an example. When I am making consistent profits, when I have broken my own records, so recently in the month of August, I had broken one of my long pending records in day trading of making a single day profits. Once I reach there, I have made it very creative. You can say I deliberately take an off. I go out for party and I take three to four days off and visit some good place. Why? Because otherwise there is a possibility I might, might reach that euphoric state. I might do some sort of mistakes. So I take a deliberate break. So that's exactly where you got to be a little creative. What works out well for you? It might be music, just listening to music for, let's say a few hours or maybe attending a seminar or workshop or maybe a summit like this. So it could be different for every other individual or read a few books. You got to be creative and finally self-management. See, one interesting thing which I realized about most of the successful traders uh, whom I have met so far is they are continually working on their self-improvement and self-management. A lot of people, just because they've got this uh, distorted view about stock market players, uh, a lot of ha it has to do with movies like Wolf of Wall Street and Wall Street. A lot of people think we are hardcore drug addicts. We drink a lot of alcohol during trading hours. Uh, we just keep on partying around. That's not the real fact, my dear friend. If there's a successful trade, I'm not saying I'm not completely denying that fact, but yes, hardly four or five percent of the people must be doing this thing. Occasionally, of course, everyone does that. But during trading hours or peak hours, no one is actually doing those things, taking a cocaine shot or something. Everyone uh, I know who has been successful in this world of trading is highly disciplined, highly disciplined in the sense they have their own set regime. Just like each one of you has a regime. Okay, I'll take breakfast at this time. I'll go to workout at this time, meditate at this time. Just like that, traders have their own regime. No matter what happens, maybe once or twice in a year, they might take a break out of it. Just like uh, gym people have a uh, uh, cheap day, just like that they might have. But on most occasions, they are completely disciplined. They're maintaining their focus to remain optimistic. They're reading positive quotes. They're interacting with people who are very positive. They don't like people who are coming with a lot of negativity because anyways, our work is very stressful. 
let me admit that since we make a lot of money people think oh his life is very cool but then we need to understand that our life is also stressful so we need to make sure that we are channelizing a focus on positive things our energy has to be at peak while we are trading so that's a big myth i just wanted to clear it out we do work on self management and there's something called abcd pattern which we can conclude from the last slide you have to adapt to the changing markets you have to work on building your strengths as i mentioned it could be cognitive strength it could be a quantitative strength it could be something related to how quick you are in terms of execution it could be even something how tech savvy you are so that you can develop your own programs and systems which can take care of most of the uh, trading cultivating creativity as we talked about and developing best practices and processes because this is an ever learning process ever growing process you got to refine your whole thing one thing which you got to understand you got to play with the casino mindset what does that mean so let's take an example whenever you go to a casino or let's say when you go to gamble just imagine you lost some bucks over there do you really feel bad for like 10 20 days of course not why because you were pretty sure there would be some sort of random outcome if you were a winner you would have been very happy you would have probably gone gone out partying with your friends but if you lost it's like okay fine it was something a sort of probability there was sort of random outcome so probably i got stuck with this thing similarly in the world of trading you have to come with a casino mindset with casino mindset i don't say gambling with that i say with the game of probability you should be ready okay i made a loss my stop loss was at okay fine i'll take a deep breath in i'll sit for there for like 3 4 minutes let's go on for the next day if you have carefully analyzed your position sizing risk management if you have done your homework well in advance you will stay grounded and you won't be getting you will be unperturbed by sort of disturbances which happen so start thinking like a casino player now the question before we come to the conclusion part what are those key characteristics of a consistent winner first they accept risk i do accept risk that yes the moment i am going to punch in an order there is a possibility i might lose out the money but that's not the game i'm game playing with the probability there is 70% chance i can make money 30% if i lose it's okay my position is in size i won't get into panic mode there are several other trades i can enter market is not going anywhere so you got to accept the risk act with the edges once you have identify your edge no matter what happens no matter you see someone on tv online platform youtube wherever please don't try to mess up with your own edge you might take some constructive inputs from there but please stick to your edge because this is exactly for which you have worked for years and years and now that you have developed you need to stick on to it never violates rules so let's take an example if you have made some sets rules so let's say you made a rule let's say you you are trading a small account you made that the moment i lose 100 grams i'm not going to i'm done for the day i'm not going to lose uh, i'm going to do anything so just put that thing into the system the moment it is down by 100 grams you are out you need not think anything else so it depends from personality to personality i have my own set of rules that if i lose this much or two consecutive positions i am out of the market i wouldn't be trading for that particular day if in a particular week i have made this much of loss i won't trade with the equivalent uh, amount of quantities in the next week so these are certain rules and you got to never because see following rules 99% is also not 100% that is also violating you have to follow 100% of your rules everything monitor uh, so every successful trader is monitoring his trading errors so you got to journalize the things you need to maintain a journal you got to start writing now in this this is my personal hack a lot of 
digital instruments are available these days uh, for generalizing this thing but i am an old school person who still loves writing down the mistakes end of the day because that is something which works out well and that gets feeded into my brain imbibed into my brain so i write down okay this is exactly what happened this was my stupidity and you would realize once you start journalizing these things in detail i'm not saying just write down okay today i made loss no why did you make loss what was the cause what was the effect uh, how much did you loss and all those things you would realize that 70% of the times you are probably losing because of that one or two reasons only and you start now you know where you got to work out where you exactly need to plan before that you are just going wayward you don't know where exactly you have to work out so you can actually work out on these areas you can start working on these things expect random outcomes of course we have talked about this and work with predefined rules so one thing which i give to all my participants all my trainees is always work with rules rules is the fundamental of everything so i'm not just talking about psychological part but also technical analysis see your technical analysis got gave you a positive breakout you entered it and suddenly it came out to be a false breakout a lot of people keep on holding on to that position that's your fault you have to work out with rules that okay it was a false breakout my stop loss gets it i am out a lot of people lose huge amount of money because they have not put up a stop loss in their system now if you're not putting up a stop loss into your system and then keep on waiting okay now things would turn in my favor now things would turn in my favor very soon my dear friend you're going to blow up your account so you got to stop doing these things so six most underrated important skills and this is something interesting the effective use of mouse or your pad a lot of people ignore this thing but being a trader you have to be really quick i'm talking about retail traders you need to understand how to use this mouse very quickly entry exit if you're not good with that use the keyboard for the effective usage but you have to be good this is something which is ignored you got to practice it really well executing plan without trading error now this is of course come on we cannot uh, completely eliminate trading error see i have highlighted this word trading error i didn't talk about a market error or something so trading error is like breaking your own rules uh completely changing your position size you probably had decided i'll go with like 10000 quantities and suddenly you are entering just what the 1 lakh quantity why because your broker made you a call and said this is going to be the jackpot day for you so just go with 10 lakh quantity that is wrong you got to stick to the plan that is where the biggest mistakes happens so you got to stick with the plan planning trades in advance you have to plan your trades so most of the best traders they not only spend a lot of time in front of the screen but the most time they spend is after the market hours when they are analyzing what exactly went wrong yesterday what kind of stocks are actually coming they use a lot of scanners they use a lot of screeners to find out what exact stocks or commodities or currencies they would be trading for the next day can move in or out easily you have to have that ease just like fluid you need to understand okay suddenly if something goes wrong you shouldn't be holding on to that position you shouldn't be bull headed that okay just because i've entered this position i'll at least wait for 40 minutes no if you understand you're wrong you just go out of it and finally plan rmp so what is this rmp r means risk you need to first understand what sort of risk you are actually going to undertake for the next particular day are you reaching your advanced stages where okay now i am comfortable taking a huge risk also or you are at a nascent stage that no at this point of time i'm not comfortable taking huge risk i have not made any money for the last 3 months i will take a low risk so that's exactly what you got to find m stands for money management now money management you have to identify how much you're going to allocate on a particular asset how 
much you're going to put up into a different asset class you got to work on that uh, area otherwise you are going to incur a lot of these things and finally p stands for psychology as we have been discussing you have to have your own set of psychological principles this is exactly when i get into panic mode i have realized it by the journalizing method i won't be doing it anymore this is where i do this kind of mistakes i won't be doing this so this is something which would come out of experience finally for all the viewers there would be a self assessment exercise uh, which i would just go through it quickly do you expect your markets to evolve within the next several years ask yourself where specifically do you perceive the greatest areas of opportunities in your markets you need to find out based on what markets you are trading where you will get the best amount of opportunities what specifically has been the greatest source of threat to your trading in the past year how would you need to change the trading setup you got to understand this thing and uh, uh, how would you need to change your trading to keep a pace with shifts in markets opportunities and there are a few things which would be always there so you got to ask these question to yourself based on that analysis you can come up with something really good so that was all for my side you guys can actually catch me over all these places now i would love to have questions from you philip Hey Abhishek that was really a very solid presentation a bit fast but nonetheless really tons of content which i hope the summit participants can actually slow down the video and then watch it again because i think there's a lot of very, really valuable points that you brought out that might need a bit of digesting in order to internalize those learning and i'm 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 sure the summit participants are now definitely more equipped to handle their emotions and psychological issues as they work towards improving their trading profitability now during your presentation i placed myself in the shoes of a regular independent retail trader and naturally there are some questions that pop up in my mind so shall we get into the q and a segment so that i can get you to elaborate on some of those points abhishek sure sure go ahead Okay, so great. So just before I go on to the more specific question, I, I think it's rather important to have a little bit more context about your own trading workflow and strategy. So can you just share a bit um, what kind of trader you are? It seems to me that you are predominantly a day trader. Am I right to say that, or do you actually have a multiple time frames uh, or multiple trading strategies that you use based on your current uh, trading workflow right now? Okay, so Philip, I'm basically as you said in the second part. I used to be a predominant uh, day trader because that's exactly from where I have generated a lot of my own basic capital. Because what happens is if someone is coming to this market and they don't have a big capital, a corpus to trade in, initially they have to resort to intraday trading. But over the period of time, once my capital has reached a certain threshold, I've realized that. Uh, i'm really pretty good with swing trading as well so i work on different time frames uh, primarily when i'm doing uh, sort of swings i'm going with the daily and weekly uh, time frames that is exactly what i look up for uh, so there typically my trades last for like 4 days to maybe a week or a slightly over that 10 days and rest i'm doing day trades now let me tell you because for the past 2 3 years i've been training a lot of people i've been a uh, part of a lot of summits seminars conferences as well as i have been doing a few other stuffs also so i don't uh, get that much of time almost every day to stay glued towards the computer screens and that's one of the reasons why i was compelled to get into this world of swing trading another thing which i do realize is that uh, at least in our country when i talk about indian perspective day trading after a certain point of time when you reach a certain threshold a few million dollars uh, you have certain constraints punching in the day trades like Uh, liquidity issues and all those things at that point of time so that had actually forced me to get more into this thing so my portfolio remains hedged 
yes i do still do day trades uh, that's almost like out of 20 or trading sessions in a week in a month uh, i would say i'm doing like 40% of the times i'm doing day trades and rest i'm focusing upon like short term and swing trades that's exactly what i see so you you mentioned earlier on that when you have smaller amount of capital you tend to uh, focus on day trading can you elaborate more on that why is it that when you have lesser capital you focus on more on day trading and when you have more capital you go towards a, a longer time frame okay uh, so let me tell you one thing when you have a smaller capital why first the obvious question is why so many people get hooked up to day trading because day trading is probably one of those areas which globally you get probably the highest amount of leverage that's one thing i'm not uh, saying that everyone should get into this thing just because of leverage but one thing is there that when you have a smaller amount of capital if you look into compounding your own wealth it wouldn't be possible through investing or for that matter even swing trades that might take a lot lot of time even when you talk about futures and option if you have very limited amount of capital you probably have a lot of constraints another thing which happens is when you are doing a day trade you can actually size your positions and you can actually manage your risks well when i talk about futures and option you have predefined lot sizes you have predefined a uh, few parameters which a lot of people don't fall into and they mess up with their psychology and position sizing another thing why i recommend is because day trading can actually help you to build up the foundation before you progress towards fno uh, derivatives for that matter or swing trades or positional trades what happens is let's say if you want to become an investor you need to understand hardcore fundamental analysis and that takes a lot of time that being said if you become want to become a swing trade or uh, another person who wants to trade uh, by living who is want to live by trading they cannot afford to generate that much of returns and that could create a psychological barrier desperateness into their minds but in day trade you can actually manage your positions okay if you are not working out with well with 1000 quantities you can slash it down to 200 quantities 100 quantities based on your uh, uh, your suitability so for a smaller capital in fact i would recommend all those people who want to venture at some point of time into derivatives i think one should actually master at least day trade if not day trade uh, what we call as normal equities or normal commodities for at least one and a half years because that will help you to get a hold about how things could work so yes with smaller capital what happens is your risk appetite can be managed well you can actually work out with your psychology over that area another thing which you can do is uh, when you have a smaller capital anyways you can not size your positions well for swing trade and position trade so it's always better to prefer day trades i see that. i see and i suppose that day trading will probably provide you a lot more feedback more often about the Absolutely. way you trade uh, whether you are making mistakes or not so everything all the mistakes made are stringed down into a smaller time frame which means that you actually improve your skills quicker compared to if you do swing trading or position trading now but on that matter do you think it's realistic for a part time trader to actually do day trading if it is what would be your suggestion for a part time trader to to do day trading and still being uh, productive at the same time okay so i know a few pattern traders who have been doing day trades also uh, so i would say that if you compare with so let's say if there's a pattern trader who wants to get into day trading it would work out really well for that person provided he knows his stuff in and out so that's something very important what do i mean by that money can be made irrespective of whether you are taking a day trade whether you are taking swing trades whether you are taking positional trades it's how well you know certain area so let's let me take give you my own example so when i was doing day trades at the initial stages 
I didn't think about mastering swing trades or positional trades at that point of time. My main focus was to keep on working on my edges. So something which we have talked briefly, in fact, in depth, uh, in depth in this whole presentation is edges. So when you talk about this pattern traders, it becomes very effective, very efficient for a person if they are able to find out their edges. So when I mention about Mr. Dan Zanger, so he did a lot of these pattern trades a lot of day trades also at one particular point of time. I still remember one of his interviews somewhere around 2006 where he mentioned about shorting eBay on a day basis because he used to mix quarter analysis, that quarter performance, as well as the pattern trades. And based on that, he had made $3 million on the same particular day by trading his own account. So my suggestion would be that, yes, it's, uh, it's not impossible. You can sustain, you can survive with this thing, but you got to understand this thing in and out. And for this thing, the best thing is when we talk about journalizing, you got to journalize everything. You got to write down everything that, okay, this is exactly what happens. You need to understand how exactly that particular asset class behaves when certain patterns have been formed, what sort of entries and exits have to be made. And of course you have to be a little creative, which we talked about this thing. And then that could be managed really well. I see. So is it realistic for someone who has a day job to actually try out day trading? Well, what would be your thoughts on that? Uh, honestly, at the, uh, for a bigger corpus or something, for someone who is working day and night, who has got a day job, I wouldn't recommend them to get into a full-time day trading. See, this is something which I've experienced for the last uh, few years. I've seen people who have a job in hand and parallelly they try to do day trades but sometimes since we are talking about psychology there is a psychological pressure which is there in the day job i'm talking about the job is they're doing and that certainly starts affecting their trading performances they don't realize what's going wrong and back of their mind they're always into this process that yes once i start making good money out of markets i'm going to leave my job and then become a full-timer over here but they don't realize that your current circumstances also affect your trading performances. I'm kind of astounded to know how people are not able to understand. So I found one, I'll, I'll give you a very simple example to explain this thing. So this, he's a client of mine. I wouldn't like to name him because of privacy reasons, but I'll give you a brief what exactly. So he's not in India. He's uh, from an abroad, uh, from abroad country. And uh, he was quite interested into uh, trading and all these stuff. So he was actually seeking my consulting services. He's an NRI. So I said, okay, fine, completely fine. Now what happens is he shared his own experiences and he just wanted a solution as in what's going wrong before I could manage his funds. So he was like, he was working into a big company, a big FMCG company. He was into a big post out there and apparently he was trying to day trade. Initially he had some beginner luck. He made some money, he lost some money, made some money, lost some money. And one fine day he says on one particular day, he lost 70% of his capital. And that was a big capital for him. And I was like, whoa, what exactly went wrong? Now I was trying to find out, he was telling that, okay, my system probably didn't give me a sell signal. The broker wasn't working well, all those sort of excuses. And then after talking to him for almost two hours, he suddenly says, and on the top of it, my divorce has been filed by my wife. And so he was actually, his wife had filed a divorce and morning itself, I had received a call from the lawyer for some documentation or something. So I said, wait, what was that? And then I just asked, can you please tell me what exactly happened? So he said for the last few years, things have been not going so well with his wife and then they have filed a divorce. And he was like, he got this message in the morning also about some documentation and all those things. And I said, this is the reason 
why everything got messed up in your psychology. What happened is he took that baggage with him and bought it into the trading area and made a loss. So this is exactly which might happen with a lot of traders. What it might happen, a lot of work-related pressure might start reflecting into a trading account. And see, it's very easy to say I'm a carefree person. I don't care about what is happening into my offices, but subconsciously that seeps into mind. So honestly, I wouldn't recommend. I would recommend you people, if, if someone is in a job, to do something like swings. Or you can do something like maybe you can trade some other countries' uh, assets where your timing matches after your office hours. In particularly in India, I recommend a lot of people who do a job to trade into commodities because they get free after six o'clock in the evening. And here in India, the commodities are open till 11 in the night. So they still have that five hours to trade off with. That's completely fine. But if you say you're going to work from morning to evening and you want to trade with equities, I don't recommend that. Fantastic. I think that's a really a good point that I think uh, new traders specifically uh, should think about when going day trading, whether your, the, kind, the nature of your job actually allows you to have the right kind of mindset and psychology or mental rest to actually do day trading. So uh, Abhishek, could you share a little bit about your own personal uh, daily routine that helps you incorporate managing your psychology into your, your entire trading workflow. Can you share a little bit more about your... Sure, your sure, sure, Philip. Yep. So this is something, uh, I'll be very honest, I'm very brutally honest when I talk about anything about myself. So I wake up very early. I wake up from Indian Standard Time around 5.30, 5, 5.30 in the morning. Now you must be wondering that the markets are going to open after four hours. Why is he waking up so early? But I have my own this thing. So I'm a early riser rather than a late sleeper. So that is something that suits me. I did realize that specifically when I was doing my master's, I was doing my master's in business administration. So you pretty much know that we get a lot of assignments, projects, and for that reason, we have to wake up for a pretty elongated period of time. But that was somehow affecting my uh, trading regime also. So what I started doing was, I realized that, okay, no matter what happens, I got to wake up well, because that's where psychologically I'm boosted up, I've got more energy. The next thing which I do after doing the normal uh, chores, I what I do is meditation for some time uh, after that, because that helps me to structure my mind. Then I start, uh, uh, that is exactly when I look into what exactly happened uh, into global markets. After meditation, I look what exactly happened to global markets. Because somewhere or other, because now since I'm managing funds, I'm consulting a lot of people, a lot of things have to do with global markets also. I need to make sure that what sort of effects it could have on the current positions which we are holding for our clients. Or for that matter, let's say there's something, have we hedged it well or not, or what sort of additional things we got to do. So I got a team with me also who works on these parameters. So we got to think on those things. The next thing which I do is I go for a walk. So uh, I must admit for the last seven, eight months, uh, I, I was not that active in terms of my physical activity, but that was taking a toll over my trading activity. So for last almost 40, 45 days, I've again started walking and that helps in generation of endorphins. So endorphins is like the good hormones. It keeps you happy. So I do walk, occasionally I go for a jog. So I've got a good pair of Adidas shoes and then I just wear it and then just go for a jog. That's exactly what I do. After I come down, I just take a, I become a little fresh. I watch to some Indian news channels, uh, which will tell me specific exactly what happened into the markets. I'm just looking into the brief. I don't take into a lot of this clutter because most of it, their recommendation and all those things, I don't buy those. So I just look into, okay, this is exactly what happened throughout the day. I understand those things. After that, I do log into Bloomberg, uh, just look into what exactly happened. A few of these uh, things. 
And then uh, uh, this trading hour starts where I, based on my system, when I get alerts, based on my scanners, when I get alerts, I enter, I exit, I do a lot of other things. We work for our clients also. Now the major part starts after 3.30, that's exactly when the market closes down. So for an hour or two, I just, I'm a little relaxed. I hang out with my friends, or maybe I have a close interaction with someone who's very close to me. After that, my research work starts. So that is the core part where the research work starts. Now, most of you might wonder that when you say you're 40% day trader, most of it is like swing trader. Why are you doing research post-market hour? Because I feel this is the most crucial and the most important ingredient of any successful trader. What do I do in this thing? I look into a lot of charts. What exactly happened in the past? What happened today? Then I look into what is the highest probability of happening in the next day. I run a few scanners. I've got some scanners of my own i've got my own program system i try to find out okay these are the various stocks which might start performing because i'm more into equity futures rather than just index futures so i need to understand okay these are particularly those 10 scripts which showed a lot of action today they had certain news over them so this is probably going to have a ripple effect tomorrow also so those those are going to form a top into my watch list so i'm going to make two watch lists one on the short side one on the long side because I'm not going with a preconceived notion. Even if I'm convinced that 70% chances is there that the markets are going to be bullish, what if suddenly in the night, a president of a famous country tweets something and everything goes wrong? So I got to be prepared about that. So I just do all my homework over there. And then for the next day, I'm ready with this thing. Another thing which I do, then after this is something which I made at a point. After 8.30 or 9, I keep my cell phones away. I try to keep away my laptop system, desk, everything related to technology. This is something which I've started doing recently. I used to do it very often earlier also, but in the midway, because of some work, I was not able to do it. So until unless I don't have some urgent mails to respond or something, I keep it away so that I'm able to refill myself, re-energize myself because technology we don't realize, but it is sucking a lot of our energy. So you got to understand being a trader, it's already going to be so hectic the next day, you got to do this thing. One more thing I just need to add, although it's not directly related to this thing. So because I keep on traveling a lot, not just for my recreational purpose, but for because I've been invited to conduct a lot of webinar, uh, seminars, workshops and all those things. Some organizations invite me. So I need to make sure that if the schedule is really hectic, I am not taking huge positions on my client accounts. Those are very small, maybe only 10% of the total capital. And on my personal account, I probably might not trade anything. The reason is it might happen that, okay, I might reach my destination two, three hours before the trading hour starts. But since I'm into that hectic schedule and that has drained out some of my energy, maybe I'm not psychologically fit. And I always have this thing in my mind that there will be always another day. So it's not necessary. I should trade every day. So trading should not become addictive. A lot of people make it very addictive. You should not make it addictive. Otherwise it is going to take a toll over health and mental fitness. So this is exactly what I do. I see. So one of your key rules is if at any point in time you feel like you're not in a tip-top shape, you will just say, forget about it. Let's wait for the next day. Is that Absolutely. Right? Perfectly summed up. I see. Okay. Okay. No, now let me get into uh, some aspects about your presentation, which I would like to seek some uh, clarification on. So at the early part of your presentation, you mentioned this about the euphoria, uh, especially like, let's say you are a lucky trader, you have beginner's luck or uh, when things start to work out very well for you, you think that you are invincible and then um, you start to actually take a uh, bigger and bigger risk. Now, 
that is on the point where you are becoming profitable, you are being very good. So how about those new traders who started out really enthusiastic, they try to learn as much as they can, they start to apply and then they keep making some kind of mistakes here and there and they just keep losing and losing. Now they are feeling dejected instead of euphoria. So how would you suggest for someone like that to be able to overcome that negative psychology or thinking that uh, I'm not just not cut out to be a trader, this is not for me, I suck or whatever. How can, can someone actually talk himself out of that negative down cycle and start to think that he can actually be able to do it? Okay, so I'll give you a very simple example. So let's say I'll, I'll try to give another example which is not directly related to market and then I'll come down and do this thing. So let's say a group of friends, they decide to go out for a vacation on a car. They rent a car, they take this car, and they start driving it on a highway, just cool breeze, good rains and everything, wonderful location, they're driving, driving, driving. They're enjoying to a great extent. So let's say they go like 10 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles, 40 miles. After maybe 100 miles, they get this petrol filled. Again, they drive, drive, drive. They're enjoying this process, completely elated, completely enjoying this process. And then suddenly what happens, they have been driving continuously for two days and suddenly the car stops. And what happens? There's some damage which is done to the engine. And this is exactly which might happen with a lot of profitable traders. So what you correctly said is when they make a streak of gains, they have continuously been gaining, they're over-enthusiastic, they've made enormous amount of gains. And suddenly when things turn out of their favor and when markets suddenly turn and they feel like, oh my God, everything is completely bad with us. We are losing a lot of money. What should they do? The biggest problem is they don't have the self-realization at the correct point of time. This self-realization would happen only when they are doing proper planning every day before the trading session. What I mentioned in my schedule after 3.30 is more of the preparation rather than just entering an exit. So I do my whole preparation that, okay, as of now, a month on month, my account has grown up by this XYZ percentage. So now the maximum I can afford to draw down from this, take a drawdown from this level is some XYZ percentage. This is exactly what I got to do. So next day, when something bad happens, I'm already prepared. I'll give you another example. Most of the time, what I used to do previously, I used to have sticky notes on my screen. And I used to write it down over there itself. This is a small hack, but incredibly profitable, at least for me. So I used to put it down that the moment I enter a stock and then I used to write, this is my stop loss. Although I put it into the system so that even if I'm, you know, attempted to trail that stop loss to a different direction, I don't do it. I see that screen. Come on, Abhishek, you have to stick to these rules. And I'll tell you, uh, Philip, for this reason, this thing comes only when it, this doesn't happen with motivation. When you're talking about enthusiasm or they're getting motivated, that is wrong. This would come only as a habit. So just like you have to develop this habit, I'm not saying they can completely eliminate this thing, but how this would happen. So let's take an example. Like most of the great personality says, 30 days you do some activity, it becomes a habit. So similarly, you have to make it a habit to remain humble. You need to understand that markets are supreme. Anything can happen at any point of time. You've got to be humble and you have to start developing that habit. If you're doing it for two days and then again coming back to this thing, no. You have to consciously take that effort and to make yourself consciously strong, meditation, relaxation, calming these things would help. So for those people who reach that stage, they're rushing this thing. So they should be doing this evening homework. The moment I'm 15% down in my account after so much of series, I'm going to take an off of three days. Such simple rules based around, some might take just a single day to recover. 
for me it's like two to three days to come out of that zone because you have reached that zone and then you also need to make sure there's another thing which you got to make sure these people they don't realize but the surrounding and circumstances are mostly inhibiting their success at that point of time when they become euphoric the friends are like oh, wow you are genius you can never lose so now there's something called performance pressure so these people feel oh my god now what would my friends think deep within their minds they would think this thing another thing they have put up put up their pnl on twitter maybe some other place they might think oh my god so many people have seen me being so profitable in that case i'll give you my simple example because at times i do put it on social media about how i performed or something i put it with some hindi music along with it just for fun element and sometimes if something bad happens i am blunt and openly to admit i made losses this week wasn't great i am into negative that's okay so now this gives me like two and two this thing so people have their expectations at place okay so abhishek also makes losses that's completely natural so this is how you got to do so you got to plan out you got to write it down everything once you reach euphoric stage you have to have the self realization and that is exactly where self improvement books can help you out to keep in that state of i see so generally what you were suggesting is that those things that the those psychological hacks that you can use or the rules that you can use uh when you are in a euphoria stage it can also be used when you are in a dejected stage right Absolutely. just for example like taking a break away if let's say your trading has been really bad uh, just take a break instead of continuing to trade and stuff like that that works both sides whether you you are in a euphoria stage or in a dejection stage right Absolutely. In I fact, see. I'll give you one simple example just for here. So what I do is, whenever I reach that stage, see, it's being natural when you are a trader. At times, you will reach that stage. So when I will reach this thing, so I watch a series called Men Who Built America. That's a wonderful series, not directly related to trading, but there's one character called Andrew Carnegie. uh he was the owner of us steel and the most richest person while he died almost 300 billion dollars or something so i look into his story and feel motivated okay he was dejected so many times but then he kept his calm and then he came out with a bang on he took a break and then came out with a bang on so for everyone there could be a different motivational source or some other source so you got to find your own area and then go along with that i see I see. All right, so you just now you also mentioned the part about pyramiding. So now I'm just trying to think pyramiding in a way is about putting on more risk when things are working in your favor. So how do you differentiate between a euphoric stage and 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 whether it's the right time to do pyramiding? Are you pyramiding because you feel euphoric or are you pyramiding because that is the right time to pyramid? How do you differentiate these two then? Okay, that's an interesting question. I must say, Philip. So let me tell you. Uh, first of all, for uh, your viewers or our audience who don't understand what exactly is pyramiding is, pyramiding is a reverse of averaging, where you're adding up the positions when it is moving into your particular direction. So let's say if you have shorted, if it's going down, you add on more shorts. So for that, how I do my pyramiding also, let me tell you. I here not only use psychological things, but now I also mix it with technical because this is a deadly combination, psychological and technical. So let's take an example. If I am trading with pivots, I am giving an example and illustration. If I am trading with pivots, and let's say I have initiated my first round of shorts once the stock fell below pivot point, the main pivot line. Once it fell, so let's say I had shorted, let's say two hundred quantities of some particular script, or let's say. 10 quantities of future contracts of that particular script now what happens is i'm not immediately adding any position right now even when it is going to my favor now i wait i wait i wait i wait now there are two possibilities once it reaches the first support because after it breaks pivot it reaches s1 as we say that is the first support i look into the price action and how it is performing at that particular level 
Now, if you see a good amount of volume action and a volume breakdown out there at S1, then I add more quantities. But at the same time, if I see there's sort of a rejection over there and again trying to go up, instead of pyramiding, what I would do is I'll book my gains over there. So there is a typical time which comes with an experience. You cannot go into euphoric state and just keep on adding, adding, adding because you don't know. One fine day you might, this could be a counterproductive act for you. So got to do with proper analysis and proper preparation. So let's say I shorted something at 100. The next support is at 97. After it comes down to 96.5, maybe with good amount of volumes over there, the candlestick also shows me it's like bearish patterns over there. The order flow also shows me, okay, everything is bearish at this point of time. Come on. This is now my time. This is based on my conviction. Okay, to clarify this thing, I also try to change the time frame at that point of time. So let's say if I was doing it on intraday, I'll also try to tally it whether it is matching my swing setup also. So if it is matching my swing setup, then I get more conviction that, okay, on a broader frame also it's negative, on a shorter frame it's also negative, let's go on to this thing. I'll give a very simple example because this happened recently since you asked about pyramiding. This happened exactly, uh, a, a, I think, a day before or two days before, so I was trading a metal stock and uh, everyone, every fan of mine knows about that stock that I have been trading that particular stock for the last five, six years. I don't know whether you people may not be knowing. I'll just take the name. It's named at Hindalco. Hindalco is a metal company. And this is something which I've been observing for like five years in and out, in and out, like day trades, swing trades. And I've got a good accuracy over there. More than 85% times I've been right over there. Even I've lost a, a very small amount of loss. So looking into the, my watch list, everything on the screen, this pops onto my screen that it is going below pivot, breaking a crucial level, which I have done my analysis for the past five years. This is a level where I can actually go bang on. So I go with a heavy quantity, not the heaviest for sure, heavy quantity. The moment it breaks on intraday level also the support, I added more quantity. That is exactly. So this was a planned move where I did pyramiding. I added, added, added. And now since I know what would be the reversal point, that is exactly when I start closing my position, winding up my position. And that worked out like a charm. I was giving constant updates to some of my trainees also that I'm actually trading into this thing. And they were like, wow. So this happens only. So you got to do pyramiding. I'll give you one simple thing. Do pyramiding only on that asset class, which you know in and out of bed. Don't try to do it in something relatively new. Otherwise you might get stuck because you don't know what sort of pattern it might form. And then let's say it is forming a head and shoulder. And the next moment you realize it's not a head and shoulder. So you might get stuck. But if you know that, yes, this particular script for the past 10 years backtesting, whenever it has formed a head and shoulder within 10, 20, uh, uh, 10 days or five days, it breaks down for sure. Go for it. So that's exactly where you can differentiate and go into this. I see. So in a way, what you're trying to say is that pyramiding is based on a certain rule and observation that tells you to do pyramiding. But in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a stage where you're in a euphoria, it's actually based on emotions. Right? Yes. That's yes. the main difference, right? And I would suppose that when you are pyramiding, you are also constantly moving the stop loss and the exit points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Along with the trend, right? So I'll tell you. So for example, I'd shorted Hindalco. So I was constantly trailing my stop losses. So within like 15 minutes of entering that trade, because now, because you're becoming heavier in terms of your position, so you have to slowly start bringing down your uh, stop losses. So what happens is even if there is a certain spurt into that stop, you're not ending up making losses, that gets triggered and then you get out. Another thing which you got to, so let's take an example since I gave an illustration with pivots. So once it broke S1, it came down to S2. 
this is exactly where instead of adding more, what I did was I started covering more. Because now I had already taken more positions from pivots to S1. Now, since it's coming to S2, there's a possibility a lot of move had taken place in the first 25 minutes itself. So instead of adding more and getting into trouble, and now this is what happens when you know that stock in and out. Since I know that stock in and out, I know that most of the occasions when it comes to S2, slightly below it, it reverses. And that's exactly what happened. So I didn't make a loss over there. Why? Because S2, I covered my shots. That's exactly what I did. I see, I see. All right, so you, you mentioned earlier on in your presentation as well, where one of the most important job of a trader and especially a new trader is about learning all the different things and finding his edge, where his edge is, right? So I think that is also one of the part uh, of an issue of a new trader that gives him a psychological issue because how long do you, how long would I need to actually find that edge? What are all the things that I need to do? So do you have any suggestion for a new trader to be able to find his edge in a realistic time frame? And how would a, a trader know that he has find a certain edge and now he needs to focus more towards the psychology of implementing that edge? Okay, so uh, see, it depends from individual to individual. We cannot prefix it that, okay, you're going to take only six months or you're going to take only a year or two years or three years. It depends. And I wouldn't say it's only the grasping power. Some things are dealt with, okay, there are some time there's some good time when it automatically happens with you. But let me tell you how, what are those few pointers with which they can actually ease this process and easily get into their edge. The first thing, they got to do a lot of back testing. That's the first thing they got to do. So let's say you now selected that, okay, commodities is where I can perform well, but in commodities, you have to specific which three commodities you can perform well. So let's say you find, okay, I perform well with crude oil. I perform well with aluminum, I perform well with another XYZ. So this is exactly where you could derive, okay, these are the three areas which I perform. Once you have identified, okay, these are the particular areas where I can uh, actually do well, try to do back testing on N number of data. The more data points you have, the better it is. For some people, they cannot afford expensive systems. You can do it manually. It all depends how badly you want it. Initially, I did it all manually, looking through the screens, looking into global charts, looking into a lot of those things. You got to do all those things. Once you have back tested, you start jotting down your uh, this thing. You can do it digitally because you can maintain Excel sheets to find out. Okay, these are the price points where this sort of rejection happens. This is exactly what happens over here. This is how it reacts whenever there is such kind of meeting happening over there. In or something so you can come up with some derived conclusions what exactly happens out there so that's the first thing second thing is until unless you're not doing a real trade it would be very hard for you to understand edge because I'll tell you one thing a lot of people I see are tremendously well in analysis and that's why you would find a lot of people are good analysts but not good traders because trading is all about execution and analysis is all about observation. So this, so far, you have done the analysis part. You have observed this. Thing. You have become an analyst. And now it's time to become a trader. That's exactly where emotions will start playing role. So let's say you're going to trade on an account of, let's say, 10,000 bucks. Don't go with 10,000 bucks. Just go with 100 bucks. So that even if you're blowing your account again and again, you can still have a fair chance of staying on the ground. You can learn from the live mistakes, psychology being hooked up. Now, here's another catch. What happens is sometimes... When you're dealing with 100 bucks, you're doing really good and suddenly you jump into 10,000 bucks and then you blow up the account. That's not the right way. You have to gradually scale. So once you have gone with 100, now you got to go 300 because slowly your mindset will develop. It doesn't happen overnight or just like this thing. Another thing is you need to observe yourself. You need to start writing down. This is some one key point which I always emphasize. Keep writing down what exactly you had the feeling, why things went wrong, what exactly was 
write at that point. Even when you're correct at one point of time, you've got to write this thing. Why? Because that is exactly what is going to help you out to understand your strengths. Otherwise, you wouldn't realize what are your strengths. You might think, okay, maybe I am good with moving averages. Maybe my temperament is good. You would get confused. So start writing down, okay, I have been handling stressful situations really well. So you start writing down all those things. Another thing, after you start writing down, you have been doing a bit of this trading, 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 trading. You've got to read a lot and you've got to attend seminars, conferences and sessions like these. Why? Because you don't know, you're just one point away and suddenly after looking into maybe maybe your favorite uh, uh, trader or maybe someone else, this might click, oh my God, this is exactly what I was missing. So, and th this is exactly what happened with me. I was interacting with one of the greatest traders of our country and I was just missing one point. I was missing one point in the sense I was always able to scale up my account to this level, but from this to this, I was not able to go. I didn't understand what was going wrong. I'm going so well. I'm going from zero to this level so good, from this level to this level, but this level, I don't know what exactly was happening. So that was a self-sabotaging belief, which I realized and uh, that changed the game. So you got to attend all those, uh, these things because learning is something which you need to, because you need to evolve. We are human beings. We also evolve from being apes to human beings. Similarly, a trader needs to evolve every now and then. You cannot just think that, okay, today I have set rules. These rules are going to stick. I'm going to stick with them for 30 years. Of course, the core principles are going to be same. So let's take an example for me. The core principles is I don't trade commodities. Why? Because I tried my hands out. I wasn't good at that. But my principles say I'm good with futures and equities. I'm good with option writing. So I'm going to do only all those things. And I stick strongly to this thing. So there might be a few months where these things don't perform well. Fine. I'm just chilling out. I'm not going to trade. I might be tweeting. I might be writing some blogs. I might be reading some books. That's exactly what I do. I see. And uh, to, to add on to that point, there is this common saying that, that, that says that if you are not trading real money, psychology will not be as big an issue. So would that suggest as well as that uh, maybe it could be a good idea to actually paper trade to find your edge first before starting putting in real money where the real psychological issues are coming? What's your thoughts on that? Yes, yes. That would be absolutely a, a great thing to do. Because as a lot of people say, that's in fact correct. And that's why I said that uh, the first step should be okay without even putting up the money on the desk, you're actually doing this thing. The second step, but even if you're not putting, tearing the whole capital, but at least trade a part of it so that you start understanding. Because see, emotions don't come into picture when you're doing paper trade. Emotions are going to come into play only when you're sitting into this market and suddenly your heart starts beating up when you see those fluctuations on the chart and your M2M. So it's very important that yes, you can actually go ahead with this thing. And that's a wonderful suggestion. I would even recommend other people to go ahead with that. I see. Fantastic. And uh, okay. So uh, just uh, uh, another question over here is that you mentioned earlier on one of the best way to keep your psychology under control or emotions under control is the use of rules, right? So when you have rules and you just follow your rules, then it's, there's less chances of your psychology trying to uh, play with you. Now, then the next question is, how do you know if your rules is time for a change or if there's something wrong with your rules and it's time to change? How do you uh, identify the right time to change your rules and when do you just blindly apply and continue with your rules? Okay. So uh, to state this thing, it's plain and simple. Losses. Whenever you're incurring losses, losses are not just losses for a trader. They are information supply. What do I mean by this? Let me tell you. So let's take an example. You have preset your rules, which have been working tremendously well for a few years. And suddenly you realize 
your year, uh, your month on month into losses. So once in a while, it's okay. Next month also in loss, third month into loss. This is the time to realize that something has changed, something is going wrong. I'll give a very simple example. Let's say you're running out of business. Okay, so let's say you're running a grocery store every month. You have been selling something related to 20,000 bucks and suddenly what happens is month on month it has declined by let's say 50%. Now 50% is not a small thing. So first you'll read into the newspaper, has there been any some sort of government intervention or there's something wrong out there into the market and then you realize that no, everything is perfect. So this is exactly when you realize, okay, time to change the rules. So that's where, uh, Philip, it becomes really crucial to journalize everything, your wins, losses, strengths, weaknesses, everything, best of the best traders, do it some or the other way. See, it's very easy, fairly easy to say that, okay, I remember everything. This is how I made loss. This is it. But writing has or typing has a tremendous power to it because that helps you because human brain has certain restrictions. You cannot remember every different event. But just imagine if you have documented everything that, okay, I was doing the same, I was following the same set of rules. I was doing same set of things. I was making gains, but suddenly it is not working into my favor. Once or twice, it's okay. I used to make those kind of losses that time also. But now for continuously 20 sessions, I've been into loss. There is something wrong. So this is the time when you need to check, recheck, go onto the slate and then just check, okay, something has gone wrong with the, uh, this thing and I need to start working on it. So this is exactly where you understand. So losses will give you this information. I see. So which means that typically if you are experiencing some kind of drawdown more than what you usually or typically expect, then Absolutely. something could be wrong. And that's when you should start readdressing and reviewing your journal and your rules to see what needs to be tweaked or maybe even overhaul, right? Is that right? Am I right to say that? Absolutely. Exactly. I see. I see. Great. Fantastic. So one last question from me. What advice would you have? for a new trader who's just starting to get into trading, what would be the steps that you would suggest this new trader to follow so that he stands the best chance of progressing gradually and in the right, with the right foundation to becoming a proficient and profitable trader? Okay. So the first thing is don't replicate, take inspiration. What do I mean by this thing is there are couple of tons of good traders, dozens of traders probably around you who have been doing exceptionally well but you don't realize what is the amount of time they have devoted in uh, maintaining the skill, how they have developed the skill. They must have taken years and years. The best of the best traders I know. So uh, even when we talk about Jesse Livermore, his biggest streak came after eight years of trading. I'm talking about the biggest gains he made. When I'm talking about Paul Tudor Jones, that was probably after seven and a half years. When I talk about any person for that matter. Dan, when I talk about it, it took 12 years. When I talk about our Indian traders, I know a few of the best traders who took 10 to 11 years to get onto that stage. For me, it was four and a half years. So you don't know what sort of efforts that person has taken. It's your journey. So try to take inspiration, draw inspiration that, okay, someone is making money. That means I too can make money. But please don't try directly, black, blatantly try to replicate those person because his capital might be different. His personality might be different. His strategy might be different. His asset class on which he's trading probably might be different. His experience is different. So please don't try to do this. So try to take inspiration. Second, the biggest problem with a lot of people is they don't identify their own personality. These days with the advent of technology, there are a lot of personality tests which one can actually undergo. There are some online tests also and there are some offline tests also. So you got to understand your personality. I'm very surprised to see a lot of people. It's only after like five years or six years into trading, they realize, oh, I'm probably not meant for day trading. I'm an investor. 
Now, come on, you just wasted this thing. You could have analyzed yourself because this is a challenging part. You don't know. We always think high of ourselves. We think that, okay, everything is possible. But I always say it's good to be optimistic, but it is equally important to be realistic. Until unless you are not setting realistic expectations, it could be wrong. So don't replicate. Try to find out your personality. Once you try to find out your personality, it's time to develop your edge on which our whole session was actually revolving around. How can you develop your edge? We have already discussed a few points. I'd like to add up a few things. Start following good traders into your community. It could be from your country. It could be some other country. There is always something new to learn from everyone. So you got to do this thing. Start reading a lot of books. I don't know why it is the most underrated thing. A lot of people feel that it's not required specifically in the world of trading. It makes a hell lot of difference when you're reading correct type of books. I would tell you that when I talk to a few investors, uh, for that matter, they've just read two books, Security Analysis and Intelligent Investor. And they've been investing really good. One up on Wall Street, this follow-up. So, and same with trading, they talk about, so someone has uh, uh, read this Japanese candlestick by Steve Neeson. Someone has read some other book by Joseph F. Murphy. So you got to understand, you got to understand that reading does make a lot of changes. You got to do those things. Try to keep yourself updated with the market developments. Try to interact with like-minded people and attend sessions, conferences, and seminars like these. And there are plenty of those kind of things which happen. You've got to upgrade yourself. You need to understand. This is how you understand the psychology of other people. See, we are those people who understood by hit and trial, making losses and all those things. And you guys are getting everything on a platter. In the sense, you're getting experienced fellows coming and telling you, okay, this is exactly where we went wrong. And this is what you got to work out with the system. So start taking good outputs from this thing. Stop watching a lot of TV channels. Now, this might hurt a lot of people, but this is the reality. A lot of chaos, a lot of clutter is being feeded into your mind. You actually don't need a lot of news channels. Just one newspaper, you can actually scroll down what exactly happened over the day. That's it. Next, most important thing, please, please don't survive on tips. I always say tips is something which are given to waiters. Now, this might sound a little sarcastic, but this is the reality. If you are just completely dependent upon someone, it's wrong. Okay, you might take some influence, some notes from other people, but use your own technical analysis, use your own psychology. Okay, this is why that person gave me this call. Because you would find, you will eventually, that's why stock markets get a bad name. 90% of these people who are giving these steps and all those things are probably not genuine. So you got to understand, it's better to work on this thing. There are some simulation model or there are some uh, places where you can actually start doing trading online. There are certain websites where you can actually go and test your metal by just paying a small buck. Start doing this thing into real time environment so that you know how things are actually going this thing. Another thing, start journalizing. This is very important. You need to understand where you're going wrong, where you're going right what additional points you got to work upon. These are some things which you got to work upon. And finally, you need to understand this is an ever going process. It will never end. So you got to enjoy this process. If making money is the only thing because of which you have come down to trading. Sorry, my friend, it's really a bad choice. Why? Because see, if you make trading your life, see, I'm not saying trading for living. I'm saying if you make trading your life, what happens is in the times of drawdowns, you feel devastated because you never expected you you're living for this thing. So instead of living for trading, you should live for markets. You should have that morbid curiosity to understand, okay, what next can happen? I love looking into the charts. You asked me to wake up in the night at 12 o'clock. I can wake up and sit down and tell you, okay, these are the levels. You should have that passion. Ultimately passion 
is what differentiates between a successful trader and not so successful trader. So these are some bullet points, Philip, which I would suggest to all you. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic, Abhishek. This has been a really fruitful session, personally for me as well, and I'm sure the summit participants benefited greatly from your sharing as well. So thanks again so much for your this selfless sharing and participation in the summit. Thank you so much, Philip. In fact, it was a great experience for me as well. I love sharing things with a lot of people, and I would love to be a part of such kind of sessions in future as well. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Right. So now for those of you watching this summit video right now, if you would like to keep in touch with Abhishek, feel free to reach out to him through the web link provided this summit video. All right. So with that, we have come to the end of this presentation and q and I'm your summit host, Philip Tim, and I hope you will continue to watch the rest of the summit videos and learn as much as you can from the great speakers that we have invited on board for this particular summit. Take care. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Trading Conversations. If you'd like to assess past and future episodes of this podcast, please head to traderwave.com slash podcast to learn more. That's it from me for now, my friends. I'm your host, Philip Teo, and I look forward to have you joining us again in the next episode of Trading Conversations.